The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What a world! Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB, and from my dear, your humble host, Don of the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, October 21st, 2021. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you're enjoying the bye week. That's right. The Dallas Cowboys are winners of five in a row. They are five and one. They are off this week, but that does not change the fact that they are one of the very best teams in the National Football League. We've had a lot of fun talking about the Cowboys, obviously, since this season started. It feels like it just started and feels like it's lasted for a while, you know, all at the same time. There's still so much to go. In fact, a majority of it is to go, but uh, but we've had some great times. And I uh, did want to shout out all of our new listeners. If you haven't yet, please do subscribe here to the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network. And if you can, leave a rating, write a review, Apple Podcasts, those things really help us out so much. And we make a promise that if you write a review, you can write whatever you want, we will read it. And so we have some reviews to catch up on. We will start with a review from Ivan underscore Navi6, a five star review. It is titled Philly for Never. I think that the Girls Talking Boys episode uh, this week will uh, appreciate that. It says, Been listening for three years now. Love the Ocho and the 750. Keep it up. Hashtag feed Zeke, one of the best running backs in the NFL this season, no doubt about that. Next one comes to us from one stop underscore Cowboys, also a five star review. Caption is subscribe. All it says is well worth your follow. So everybody listen to One Stop Cowboys. Next one comes to us from Texas Pride 83, a five star review. Title of it: Amazing follow for Cowboys Nation. Here we go. I love the work that RJ and the crew are doing. They put out so much content that I simply do not have enough time to listen to it all, which is a great problem to have. Thanks for all you do and keep it coming. By the way, we have so many more episodes coming your way in the Blog of the Voice podcast network. Later on today, you will have a new episode of Riled Up. Tomorrow, you will have the aforementioned episode of Girls Talking Boys. On Saturday, you get Cowboys Oi with Mauricio Rodriguez. You also, on Sunday, get the Jersey Boys. Even though there's no game for them to preview, they will do kind of a recollection on things that have happened so far and look forward to the rest of the season. And then we'll start the party all over next week as we get ready for the Minnesota Vikings. Let's keep going, though. Uh, one more. We have one that we'll save for next week's edition of the NFC East Mixtape. Don't worry, Tony Hip. I will get to you on Wednesday uh, next week. But for now, AIS-DOG, five-star review. The title of it is Best Cowboys Podcast Out There. Here we go. 
If you haven't had the pleasure of listening to the entire BTB podcast network, you're missing out. The combination of humor and insightful analysis makes this the best podcast out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody. Um, numbers are great. We're doing great. It is so much fun to be talking about the Cowboys and sharing that experience with all of you. Uh, we really are so privileged, so blessed, so really just touched and honored uh, that you would choose us to be part of your Dallas Cowboys fandom experience. We take it very seriously. Uh, we know that you are choosing us, so we want to make sure that we are delivering you the best content possible. If you have any thoughts, questions, comments, or points of constructive criticism, hopefully, uh, you can direct them to me. I am on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa. That's R-J-O-C-H-O-A. Uh, my DMs are open on Twitter. If you want to keep it private, you can always tweet me, you know, whatever. If you would like to email me, rj.ochoa at sbnation.com is the place to go. But Today we have a bit of a treat for you, a very special guest. You have likely seen it in your description by now. Bob Sturm from The Ticket, The Athletic, one of the legends in this business, stopped by because this has been kind of a conversation and something, you know, I've had this conversation with some of my colleagues at SB Nation, Brandon Gowton from Bleeding Green Nation, who you do hear on the mixtape every week here on our network, Rob Stats Guerrero, who I host a show with on the SB Nation NFL show feed. You should definitely subscribe to that. If you want some more widespread league-wide discussion, um, I'm on two shows over there during the week. Um, and, and there is this lack of, I don't know if it's respect or credit or whatever but there is this this hesitancy to to give Mike McCarthy his due for what the Cowboys are experiencing and so Bob Sturm is somebody who uh, I opened the conversation you know with this uh, last year January it wasn't last year actually it was this year 2021 but at the end of last season um, you know Bob and I had a back and forth on Twitter and, and I I took that as a challenge because I don't I don't ever want to be somebody that, that says that I'm always right, that I'm never wrong. And so, you know, Bob and I spoke about Mike McCarthy on Twitter, and I, I thought about that. And I said, okay, what am I missing something? Do I need to reevaluate this situation? And over the offseason, I, I did some digging and did some kind of self-reflecting. And um, I guess I'm a Mike McCarthy proponent now. Um, I guess that's like the, the, you know, some various lines in the sand, it feels like, have been drawn among Cowboys fans. And so I wanted to kind of flesh out with Bob why – there is this lack of credit that goes his way. Why the temperature around Mike McCarthy is what it is when it comes to the Cowboys. So uh, we spoke for almost 30 minutes. It's a discussion, rather, that I think that you are going to enjoy. Uh, so I'm not going to keep it from you any longer. Here is Bob Stern from The Ticket, The Athletic, and basically everywhere else here on The Ocho. Pleased to be joined by the one, the only, the legendary, the incomparable, the only person who believes in Dustin Johnson more than I do from The Ticket, The Athletic, Everywhere, really, it is the one and only Bob Sturm. Bob, I guess what saying. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I couldn't get through my Dustin thing without laughing. <laughs> well, I'm honored, and thank you very much. Always good to be with you. Um, I've been waiting to ask you this for a long time. Um, that's why you're here. Your thoughts on Cristiano Ronaldo's return to Manchester United? <laughs> it's uh, it's wildly entertaining uh, for those of us who uh, like chaos at Old Trafford, which I know that does not include you. Um, it, it's kind of fun to watch them in real time, try to figure out, well, wait a minute, how many center forwards can we have? And how many, how many guys can we have standing over every, uh, set piece? And, uh, it's, it's, a, I, I think it's playing out exactly as some of us anticipated it would. And, uh, I just hope they're selling a lot of jerseys because I'm not positive this can work as far as a championship. 
You know, I am one of the few, one of the brainwashed. I ordered mine like two days after he signed and I still don't have it. So you would think like all the technology we have in the world that, you know, it, it would have gotten here by now. But, you know, it is. Well, actually, uh, I want to I, I want to hear how you think you're one of the few to order a Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> jersey. That's uh, that actually sounds like something everyone would be doing if they love that club. Right. That, that's a good point. I annoyed every person in my life asking them which one um, I should get. Because uh, I already had yeah. the standard red kit, so I went with the navy blue. You don't get, you know, you don't get a ton of Man U navy blue um, shirts, so just kind of had to strike while the iron was hot, so to speak. I did want to have you on, Bob, and I wanted to apologize at first. You know, um, you and I, we had a Twitter discussion that I've thought a lot about over the last few months, um, back in January, about Mike McCarthy, and I have experienced <laughs> not what I would call a renaissance, and not that I had walked down the wrong path. But obviously, last season took a toll on a lot of Cowboys fans. And sure. you, ha you have, um, I don't want to say that you've been the president of the Mike McCarthy fan club, but you've maybe you've just kind of inherited the position. I don't know that, that there was a, a previous president to kind of uh, take it over from. But you did challenge me to reevaluate a lot of how I was looking at him. So I wanted to thank you and apologize for that. Um, and <laughs> I, I really wanted to have you on. Because I don't understand how, and I, I know you've talked about this a lot everywhere, but how, you know, and we all agree, Dak Prescott's in contention for MVP. Trayvon Diggs is in contention for Defensive Player of the Year. Micah Parsons is in contention for Defensive Rookie of the Year. People throw in bouquets at Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn's feet, but, but people legitimately believe that all of this is happening in spite of Mike McCarthy. And so I don't know anyone that, that could reason as well as you could here. So I'm just kind of curious for, for you to peel back this onion for us. Well, that's 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 fun um, to to try. Uh, it's also uh, kind of demonstrates the power of the media, and uh, because because uh, the media as a body, even though I always get a laugh when people want me to answer for some larger group called the media, as if we all get together at meetings and and uh, you know set our agenda, and uh, then that we can all agree on things. Uh, that, that, as you know, that doesn't happen. Uh, many of us are very independent, free thinkers, and uh, some of us are even um, more likely to try to figure out why all the media agree on one thing if there isn't a clear reason that we should. And so, you know, for me, I do get portrayed often as this Mike McCarthy uh, uh, lawyer or something. Like I am, I, stand. I am, uh, you know, I am somehow. I am somehow in his camp to make sure that he gets some uh, positive publicity, which is weird because I never sought that out. And when Green Bay fired him, uh, I was fine with that. I thought, uh, you know, as a as a uh, true uh, cheese head that uh, the time had come. Uh, we, we clearly have a divorce and uh, let's get on with it. And let's not uh, belabor this any longer so that uh, Green Bay can go about their business and find a fresh start because, you know, that's often the solution to a stale relationship. And uh, it sucks, but it is what it is. So I, I, I would say I was a Mike McCarthy moderate when he was at Green Bay. I did not necessarily think that he was Bill Walsh, but I surely didn't think he was to blame for every time Aaron Rodgers lost a football game which is somehow what the collective group think of uh, the football world um, arrived at. You know, I mean, it's very similar to LeBron James in some cases. Uh, when LeBron wins, he dragged his coach along. And when he loses, his coach is a moron holding LeBron back. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been given a very similar relationship because he's a special 
athlete and we can tangibly see what he does, but we can't always tangibly see what the coach does. And so, you know, there's, that's, that's a, that's a wide uh, general answer uh, to the, to the various questions that abound. But I will say this, if you get in a PR war with LeBron James or with Aaron Rodgers, uh, you often pay for it for the rest of your career. Um, I, I don't know how many of LeBron's former coaches are just doing great in the NBA in their career path, but I can tell you several of them have never been given another head coaching chance. And uh, <laughs> I would just simply say uh, that's a graveyard of careers. And maybe Mike McCarthy's the outlier there because he uh, paid dearly for losing a PR battle with, with Aaron Rodgers. But at least he did get another job, another real high-profile job that is loaded with talent. So maybe we won't cry too hard for him. But he, listen, he knows from his time in Green Bay that he's not going to get any credit when the things goes well because that's not how it works when you have a high-profile superstar. And and so uh, he, if anybody is equipped to deal with all this without going insane because I was just asked this yesterday, like surely Mike McCarthy knows what people think about him right now. How does it not make him insane? And my answer was, well, I don't know because I often get insane by what people say. I get driven insane, just like anybody. You want to be liked, you want to be approved of, you know, you want credit sometimes for what you do. But at the same time, you know, the guy practiced in green Bay for 13 seasons uh, dealing with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and uh, the loyalists there and uh, very similar to Cristiano Ronaldo or LeBron James. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the caddies are not going to get any credit, you know, and so uh, that's probably unfair, but, but uh, you know, it's six or $8 million a year. Uh, maybe the coaches can, can deal with the fact that, you know, Joe journalist doesn't think they're a genius and uh, you know, <laughs> it's a funny thing. And I don't mean to meander, but uh, after five consecutive wins, I assumed that people would be coming around on Mike McCarthy quite a bit. And instead, it seems like everybody's doubling down on, uh, you know, uh, you know, game management issues during, you know, massive, massive wins as this team really seems to get on a road. It's just how what we're doing now. I love the caddy um, analogy. I think. I don't, I don't know that you're suggesting that the McCarthy is bones, you know, to, to, I guess the Cowboys version of Phil. Um, but like mm-hmm. th- that credit is, is certainly fair and is certainly due. And you're right. There is this doubling down. I'm interested in the PR angle of this because that guy has seemingly not gone away, at least entirely. One of my favorite moments and favorite meaningless moments to be very clear here uh, this season was after week one, when, Jerry Jones, obviously, in, in one of his several weekly radio appearances, um, goes on air and, and announces that, that Terrence Steele is, is going to be the answer at right tackle in lieu of Lyle Collins. And in Mike McCarthy's first opportunity behind a microphone, he completely, I, w- I want to say backtracks, but says, yeah, we're, we're not decided. I loved that. And I feel like, you know, I, I feel like he also doesn't get credit. And I, I'm not trying to turn into this, like, you know, look under every rock to assign Mike McCarthy credit, but he also seemingly at least steered into the PR momentum of keeping Kellen Moore around. He gets, you know, he gets like no even managerial credit whatsoever. He's just, I think a lot of people really believe this person who hangs around specifically to, to serve as this demerit to the team's success. Yeah, it's, it's wild, especially if we're going to talk Terrence Steele. 
because there are almost no head coaches in professional football that stick with young offensive linemen quite like Mike McCarthy. He did it time and time and time again with guys who almost got Rodgers killed when they were when they were babies in this league. And then they actually turn into pro bowlers. They actually turn into regular starters, and they actually turn into guys who make the NFL top 100 and things like that. I mean, uh, the, the road is paved with these guys, whether it's T.J. Lang or David Bakhtiari, who's a fourth-round pick, and, you know, uh, Corey Lindsley. And, and these guys, uh, J.C. Treader, I mean, how many guys has Mike McCarthy developed who were mid-tier or sometimes undrafted offensive linemen? And then because you did not necessarily assume they were Chaz Green because their first game or two went bad, uh, they end up uh, being regulars in this league, uh, partly because – Look, pro football is super difficult, and very few guys get it right away. Well, you'll recall in 2020, Terrence Steele was one of the reasons why Mike McCarthy must be a ninny, because he doesn't see how bad Terrence Steele is, and he won't take him out. And what is this guy doing? And now, a year later, people have seen a young player develop into somebody that they're actually suggesting he should remain at right tackle in front of Lyle Collins, which is its own separate ridiculous conversation. I just want to know all these people that now think Terrence Steele should be a starter. Which one of you thought Mike McCarthy should be fired because he wasn't still out there last year? Well, Mike McCarthy has routinely in his career stuck with offensive linemen and they've turned into something pretty nice because you show a little patience and a little room for development. And uh, that's, I think what good coaches do, but uh, he clearly through all this should get credit for it and gets none. And that's just, you know, I guess that's his lot in life. Uh, I, I, I don't, I can't explain it, but uh, the, the, the road is, is covered with examples like this on, on McCarthy on how, uh, it, it really turns into, you know, we say this is a results-oriented business, but it, we've, we've also found that people can contort to shape the reasons why teams win and get results to fit whatever preconceived agenda they already have uh, that, uh, well, surely Kellen Moore is doing all this and we should probably fire McCarthy because Kellen Moore is absolutely a great head coach. What if we lost a great head coach who has never been a head coach of anything? I mean, he could be the next Sean McVay. And I say, yeah, he could, he could also be the next North Turner. He could be the next Mike Martz. He could be the next Jason Garrett, a great coordinator who was not anything approaching a great head coach, but nobody ever considers that. Yeah, I, I um I do by the way want to meet the the middle of that Venn diagram, the Terrence Steele, you know, truthers and, and the Mike McCarthy detractors. It's a very, very special place. Um and, and you're right. I look, I love Kellen Moore and I, everyone loves Kellen Moore, but this idea that somebody sure. who who's in his third year of coaching period is just in general at a perfect any at any level, um, is you know, th- that he would be more qualified than Mike McCarthy. It, it is it is a, a prior confirming sort of thing. You mentioned something when you joined Kevin Clark um, on the Ringer NFL show that I really liked, uh, speaking of Jason Garrett, in that McCarthy kind of counter rides, counter just counters in general, like what, what everyone I think sort of sees as the 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 link, not the LinkedIn, the whatever it is, indeed.com posting of a Dallas Cowboys head coach. You know, he he doesn't fit yeah. the, the mold. He doesn't say the right things. 
he's he's just different. He's a Midwest guy from Pittsburgh, PA, uh, who who just wants to operate and roll his own way. Do you think that that is like? I don't think that it, I I also don't understand how anyone can can look at and I don't mean to bag on Jason Garrett, but can look at what the New York Giants have been over the last few years and not have this overwhelming sense of gratitude for what this has been, at least certainly this season. Yeah, I I don't know, and and honestly, we could probably write a book on on what goes into you know sort of the the masses belief on on a certain cowboys topic and and i do think at its root it all goes back to like 1995 and the fact that this team has been wandering the desert ever since and and i i I think there's a a shred of uh collective fan mental illness in it all in that uh, uh, we're not happy unless we're unhappy because Mm. uh, we, you know, that's what, you know, unhappiness is sort of what Dallas Cowboys football has been all about for the adult lives of almost all of their core fans who are under the age of 50. And so, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a weird deal, but then you go to down the McCarthy road and not only does he have to deal with all that he brings to the table, but he kind of still is trying to answer for Barry Switzer, Chan Gailey, Dave Campbell, Bill Parcells, Wade Phillips, and Jason Garrett. So much like Dak has to sort of Mm. carry the burden of Tony Romo, Mike McCarthy has to do the same thing for the head coach. And now you add to it, if I may, what you just said, a Pittsburgh guy. So a football dude who is uh, uh, from the land of a key Cowboys rival. Then he's the head coach of another key Cowboys rival who, uh, frankly, had his best day inside the Cowboys stadium, but several other great days inside the Cowboys stadium. So, again, this is the equivalent of Sir Alex Ferguson coming over to manage Liverpool or something like that. The, he he would probably be welcomed if he ever delivered the, the big trophies. But in the meantime, people are not going to automatically forget that this guy authored a lot of the worst days of my life. Right. And so you have that. Then you have just the general fat guy coach uh, situation, which is an uncomfortable and perhaps unkind thing to say but uh in general i do think the perception whether you're talking about a president a ceo or a football coach of a guy who appears to perhaps be a bit overweight andy reed uh you know many of these guys in today's felt sean mcveigh cliff kingsbury the bachelor winner uh you know uh, head coach uh you know and, and that whole situation i i think that might go into it a little bit I, you know there's a million different possibilities here Uh, But then, of course, one of the big ones, if not the biggest one, is his entire honeymoon was a complete disaster with much of it beyond his control of, uh, of, you know, the no camp, the uh, very, uh, very limited staff available that uh, he was able to pounce upon. And, uh, you know, the, the, the entire 2020 season, right all the way to Dak's broken ankle and beyond was just the worst way to get off on the wrong foot with a fan base that didn't really like you in the first place. Not to mention all the national media who had to decide, am I going to take Aaron Rodgers' side or Mike McCarthy's side in this divorce? Well, as uh, McCarthy's in the football burn, uh, Matt LaFleur, who, by the way, is in great shape and does look like a bachelor contestant, uh, has taken his team to a 26-6 and record in the regular season with Aaron Rodgers, proving Aaron was right all along, and two NFC title games to boot. So <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a lot into the branding, and there's a lot that says Mike McCarthy is not – 
in the dictionary under what you think the next Cowboys head coach would look like uh, or act like or be from or just, you know, the entire thing. And so on a certain level, until he delivers the goods, if that ever happens, yeah, I do think a lot of people are willing to follow what their favorite radio guy or newspaper guy or, or TV guy says about him. And invariably, uh, the local media are also cowboy fans. You know, they can say they're unbiased and truth, uh, truth journalists, but uh, I, I've met enough of them. And most of them grew up uh, loving Danny White or Roger Staubach or both. And so, so I, I promise a lot of those things affect their perception. And so, you know, it just, it, it snowballs and piles on, but uh, you know, it's, it's a fun conversation, but at the end of the day, here I am as a guy who did follow Mike McCarthy closely. And I said, well, wait, wait a minute, guys, before you all get carried away with this group think perception deal, let me tell you two things about Mike McCarthy that are super, super important. Number one, he is as aggressive a coach as you will find on fourth downs, going for two, uh, trying to double up before halftime. All of the strategic analytic things that we embrace because Sean McVay does them, I promise you Mike McCarthy does them more. And I can prove it with numbers. And I can prove it with 13 years of evidence. Or, you know, you can just believe what I say and watch Cowboys games and see it for yourself. Which, by the way, of course, this year, they are at the very top of the aggression meter amongst the 32 teams. I believe they're second in the NFL right now on going for it when you should go for it. And then the other thing that he's known for. Sorry, RJ, I'm rolling here, right? No, no go um, off. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing, and this is also super, super important. And way more important on did you bang a timeout in the second quarter or did you go to the room uh, up up on the Eagles and uh, just decide to go to halftime? He builds tough football teams. He builds teams that try to bully you. And also he builds teams that play uh, with whoever is available and doesn't worry about whoever is not available. And all I can say is if you've watched the entire Jason Garrett era and you've heard all the excuses on why we can't compete because we lost so-and-so or, or, or whoever, and, uh, you know, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Tyrone Crawford just went down, and we just, oh, well, I guess the season's shot again. Oh, goodness, we lost Travis Frederick for the year. Well, I guess the season's over, guys. Uh, I promise you, Mike McCarthy teams play with whoever they got and they give you everything they have. Does that mean they win all the time? Of course it doesn't. But it does mean they are always ready for kickoff on Sunday. They're always ready to compete with whoever they have. In other words, this is no longer a country club. So you can tell me that you want a better in-game manager. I want a better in-organization manager who is uh, making sure the details and the thermostat for my team's spirit or morale or however you however you want to describe it just the ability to get in the cage and give you the best fight of your life that's what Mike McCarthy teams did in Green Bay and a great example of that happened in Arlington when he brought the Matt Flynn Green Bay Packers down in 2013 and uh, they actually won a game that they had to win, but were also down 26 to three at the half against Tony Romo and Jason Garrett. He beat them with Matt Flynn. And yet, despite the fact that almost every Cowboy fan and every Cowboy media member saw that game live and it made them crazy, 
it's like they all forgot. Like it never happened. And uh, I find that amazing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I think every, I have a lot of things. We don't have the time. But for everything that you said, I, I the country club thing has been thrown out a lot. I think everybody wants Jordan Spieth. Like, that's that's what they want. You know, that's what Jason Garrett was. You, you talked about Sean McVay, the physical profile of coaches. You know, Cliff Kingsbury is the Cardinals are having success. But, you know, that's there's a big reason why they're, you know, it, it talked about the way they are in positive lights, you know, there's a reason right. why Brandon Staley is, you know, elevated the way he is. But it's I think it's more than just that. It's part of it's, you know, they're part of the club. They all know each other, the young guys that came up, et cetera. But, you know, Mike McCarthy's not Jordan Speed. He's John Rahm, you know, and I, I would I would argue that that last season was his memorial, you know, you know, great start, you know, theoretically sure. in, in the draft. And then this is his U.S. Open in, in all hope and, and, you know, prosperity and whatnot. Um, but. Yeah, it's interesting going back to the physical profile thing, because the thing that everyone's knocking him on this season, Bob, as you well know, is is despite the fact that and I don't want to be a results oriented thinker, but despite the fact that they're five and oh in their last five is, yeah, well, look at the clock management, look at things. And it does I, I you know, realize, you know, what was Andy Reid's thing before they won the Super Bowl? It was the clock, clock management. There, there has to be unless you have a I don't want to call it a shtick. But, you know, Bruce Arians kind of fits that mold, but he's the he's the wiseacre. He's he's the he's the guy who's going to going to curse and going to wear a funny hat and, you know, have a southern drawl to him. So unless you fit that, you know, people I don't want to say are going to look to tear you down, but they're they're not going to give you any benefit of the doubt, despite that, you know, everybody killed, as you know, including I was upset, too. But the way the Cowboys handled that that win in Los Angeles, Brandon Staley did not call a single timeout in, in, you know, in any sort of urgency to preserve time for Justin Herbert. Nobody has an issue with the way Bill Belichick handled the end of the first half on Sunday or or the fourth and three decision to punt back to Dak Prescott. And so, you know, and some of that's just the Cowboys of it. You get that, that people will always look to tear them down. But it is a I don't know if it's hypocrisy. It's it's just funny at the very least. Well, yeah, and, and, and I, I do think, you know, I, I don't know uh, if you remember this, but for a while, because I, I suppose I do like to be provocative on the Twitter, but for a while back in 2016 to 18, when people were killing Dak every chance they got, um, I had a series on Twitter called MVP quarterbacks miss open receivers too. And it would basically be take the all 22 and it would be showing, you know, uh, Rogers or uh, Mahomes or Russ or Roethlisberger or whoever, just airmailing an open receiver by ten yards. And it wasn't to say that Dak was them. It right. was to say 
that you need to watch football carefully and closely and not just Cowboys games. Because if you do, you'll realize that fan bases and football players are sort of similar in every situation. And that's why I really think it benefits people to watch another team as closely as you do the Dallas Cowboys, because if you do, you'll realize that your coach and your quarterback are not the worst thing you've ever seen. You'll realize that this sort of repeats itself anywhere sports are played where people really, really care about what happens. Yes. Quarterbacks do throw interceptions on other teams. Often they do it a lot. And here's the crazy thing. Some of them who throw interceptions are still really good quarterbacks. That's crazy, I realize, but it's true. And uh, if you if you sat and watched a coach every week and wrote down all of the decisions you disagreed with, you could do it for literally anybody. Great example. A couple of weeks ago, I watched Nick Saban coach at College Station. And I oh, yeah. saw several examples of Nick Saban not using his timeouts and not using his tactical advantages perfectly. I saw the same thing with Bill Belichick. I saw the same, you know, every game, if you study a guy, you know, usually when you watch somebody else's quarterback or their coach, either they're playing the Cowboys or you're watching them on a primetime game uh, three, three or four times a year, you're not writing making mental notes every single week about the same guy because that's not your team and you only have so many hours in the day i am telling you this is a proven fact if you want to scrutinize any coach any coach you're gonna find three things every game they do that you don't think are right in real time a couple times they'll be proven right once or twice you'll be proven right and you'll feel like you're smarter than them i've got a spoiler you're not smarter than them but uh, but that's that's kind of the fun thing of being a fan is we delude ourselves into these long conversations. And I should also answer this because people seem unclear on this. I do disagree with a lot of what Mike McCarthy comes up with. I absolutely do. I, I you know, I thought, honestly, that he should have gone for it on fourth and one. Agreed. Uh, before you know, before that uh, field goal attempt with 240 to go in that game. Because if you do go for it there, you can take the entire clock all the way down to zeros, and you're probably about at the 15-yard line when you kick the winning field goal against New England on Sunday, and none of that other stuff happens. But, hey, that's not the goal, is to get every decision right. The goal is to get more right than the coach across from you over on the other side of the field. And I think Mike McCarthy has done that, about 11 times a season, as long as he's been an NFL coach in this league. Um, well, I agree with you, Bob, that they should have gone for it. But, you know, kudos to Mike McCarthy for preserving Trayvon Diggs' interception streak at the very least. Um, <laughs> last thing for you, Bob, very quickly. Uh, you mentioned, yeah. uh, you know, just sort of lots of good things. Um, you have been on a bit of a run here, if I'm being honest with you. Liverpool, congrats, a little bit belated there. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> Uh, you, along with my parents, were at the Ryder Cup, you know, US of oh, A, nice. way to go. Um, so you're, you know, clearly whatever you touch turns to gold here in a sports landscape. So, uh, you know, what, what, what else do you want in life? It could be sports related, it could be non-sports related, but clearly you're going to will it into existence. I'm just going to tell you, I'm out of uh, favors. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't think it would be right in the year that I was lucky enough to attend game six of the NBA finals and to see my childhood NBA team win a title right before my very eyes and to see 
the one of the great humans in professional sports, Giannis Antetokounmpo, go for 50 in that game and basically be unable to miss a free throw. I was there to witness it, and it was on that night upon uh, basically a three-hour parade in downtown Milwaukee, something I highly recommend for anybody is to win a title in your town, which is very difficult in the NFL, but uh, it's possible in other sports, as you know, and boy, there's nothing like it. And basically at the end of that night, before I went to sleep, I pretty much said, you know, I'm done wishing for sports dreams because I can't beat this one. This one is, is too perfect. I've seen it all. And whatever happens for the balance of my funny sports life, uh, it's all gravy from here. Well, um, congrats on it all. Um, and a great run, great year. Hopefully there's much more um, ahead. So, uh, Bob, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Everybody read him, listen to him, and uh, cheers. Hopefully uh, you, you woke some people up. Hey, I, uh, if I did it, it was at least fun trying. Thanks for having me. Want to give a big time shout out, big time thank you to Bob Sturm for the time. Again, one of the greats, one of the people who understands football, sports, uh, everything under the sun better than most. And really, I think enlightening conversation. I hope. Um, again, I, I, I really believe a lot. I believe everything, but I believe what we spoke about. And I think it is weird how Mike McCarthy does have all this success that is happening around him, and yet. You know, those are those are real things that people say. Yeah, you know, the Cowboys have one of the worst coaches in the NFL. This this is happening in spite of him. They're they're succeeding despite what he is doing. And I just I can't understand how the math of that makes sense. And so um, I hope you enjoy the conversation. Um, if you again have any thoughts or questions, you just want to talk about whatever. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram as mentioned, or shoot me an email. Um, thank you to everyone who has listened to us so far this season. We're very excited for the rest of this ride to keep on going. Um, I'll you know. I'll tell you that we are doing very well. We are the top Dallas Cowboys podcast out there right now. And so we appreciate you, you know, supporting us in that sense. And if you want to support us, again, please subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Those things really help. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we've got some fun stuff coming out there later. Actually, today on Thursday, we have a video coming out um, that I'm in and we um, we look at Basically, we look at when the Dallas Cowboys can win the NFC East, being real, being practical, understanding when that might be the thing, because we can sit here and we can kind of say, well, I think it's going to be around Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, we did the work for you. So go check that out. Um, and uh, while you're doing stuff, have a great day. Have like have the best day ever. Have the best day of all time. Have the best Thursday ever, but the best day that you have ever had. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out. <laughs>